You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, welcome in to Loho Daily. And man, do we have a treat for you today. A little bit different um, because of the person who we have on the podcast today. Lisa Ann is a world-renowned adult film star. She is a megastar. Like, people throw the term porn star around a lot. It actually applies to Lisa Ann. What's amazing is, is while in front of the camera, for the most part, she's retired and turned more into um, a producer, she's also got another act. And her other act is being a fantasy sports expert. Yes, Lisa Ann does fantasy. That's what she does. She hosts a show on Sirius XM, and she actually offered, and you'll hear at the end of this, to to come do something weekly with me during football season, which I think is incredible. I've always been fascinated by her because I feel like her business is on top of it. Like she's, she's figured out the matrix when it comes to being – an adult film star, and then being beyond it. She is going to be at Exotica, which is in Chicago, if you're listening to this over the weekend, at the Donald E. Well, Rosemont, technically. The Donald E. Stevens Convention Center. She will be there this weekend. And I would suggest that you go see her, especially considering some of the things that she says about what her interactions with her fans are like. I had a great time talking with Lisa Ann, and I think that you're going to have a great time listening to her. Check it out. I'm wondering, since the time that you started in the adult business, do you think that we reached a point where there is more respect for sex workers? And here's why I asked the question. I, I saw a comedian, uh, I heard a comedian on a podcast talking about how she actually does use Pornhub to tip performers. And, and I wonder if you think that we're finally getting to a place where your former profession is still respected or is getting well, respected. As former as it was, I did get back in the business in 2018, producing my own movies, shooting a bit for the larger companies, uh, putting my finger back on the pulse of the business by getting involved with the testing systems, with FSC and being just kind of more as a staple, active person who can be kind of a frontier for a lot of young girls and guys in the business, just understanding that we only limit ourselves by our thoughts. So when I hear this, first of all, the term sex worker grinds me because it sounds so clinical and it's something that like we always wanted to be porn stars, right? Mm. So now I see this new younger generation and we kind of have this back and forth all the time. I'm like, oh, sex worker sounds so sanitized and so ew, you know, and they're like, well, that's what we call it. I did not get into this business to have the respect of other people. And I try to explain to the young people involved, why did you do this? Were you doing this looking for approval? Because if you were looking for approval, you may have decided to go to school to be a doctor or a policeman or a teacher. Here we are. We love to fight against the grain. And though I do believe we're living in a much more open-minded world, but it's how you present yourself. You can be doing something else for a living and just not have regard for others and not treat people well so they don't treat you well the money in the business has changed so much that now because of the fact that the younger generation truly believes that everything should be free 
that people are now working 10 times as hard to make the same money that we were making in the 90s, right? So I think as we fight for this acceptance and we take away the taboo, we also take away some of our money. So I tell everyone like, hey, look at this for what it is. You're not out there searching for acceptance. It has become easier, but you have to be a legitimate person yourself. You cannot get arrested. You need to pay your taxes. You have to have good credit. It's a business just like anything else. So I think we are over stigmatizing ourselves by putting ourselves in a category and the category that I see a lot of young people debate about is they'll say things like Instagram discriminates against us and Facebook discriminates against us. They actually do not. They're doing the right thing by society because they are not facilitating as being distributors to minors with content that people should have an age gate to see. So I think we have a lot of paranoid thinkers that are making it kind of worse. And I look at it like nobody's really going to understand that I took a shortcut in life, that I've been able to fill a complete pass and had to get a new one, not because mine was expired, but because mine was full because I've taken so many awesome Mm. trips because of the business. So it's kind of like that book, Who Moved My Cheese? And I wish everyone would go back and read that simple 80-page book because the hemming and hawing is unnecessary. The glory is there. Just find the cheese. I I think that what you said about Twitter and Instagram is interesting too because I think that they're – there should be more focus on not giving away your content on Twitter and Instagram. That you well, it's, be- also, it's also very jarring. It's 6 a.m. I'm looking at my timeline. I've got to see things that even though I'm in the business, I don't want to see on a free profile. And I don't think it's necessary for people to put so much out there. Again, I don't have kids, but a lot of my friends do. And I'm always the one telling them like, hey, you should go in and block a bunch of accounts from your kids' social media. And you should do this and that because there's a lot going on in there that you might not be aware of. But even from a business standpoint, don't you want them on your site instead of on Twitter? Or it's like, don't you want to bring the people to wherever it is you are instead of them getting a a a larger portion of you on a a site that you can't necessarily monetize? Yes, I do. And that's why I don't put stuff out there. But see, I can't control what other people do. So other people are going to post my stuff. And again, we're living in a mindset of people that believe it should be free. So when they get a scene and then they decide to post it and share it with everybody else, I can't really worry about stuff like that. The great thing is more people know who we are than ever. So when I get the pleasure to go to these trade shows like Exotica that I'm going to this weekend in Chicago, I have more fans than ever. And I get to create a unique live experience for them because we get to like talk whether it's going to be about fantasy sports whether it's going to be about my scenes you know whatever it's going to be about when I go on the road and I do trade shows and I go to clubs and I do events man it is more crowded than ever Mm. I even toured Italy that last summer and I have never felt more famous than I did feature dancing in Italy wow so what is the exotica experience like for you For me, Exotica is a great time. It's kind of like a summer camp. It's where all the girls get to see each other because most of us are traveling with different schedules and we don't always see each other. So the first layer for me is always the reunion of seeing the girls that I only get to chat with them on social media and we see each other the two to four times a year, however many Exoticas we do. And then as for my fans... 
Exotica provides an experience that is different than being at a club because we can actually talk. It's not as loud. Uh, it's less congested than AVN or the trade shows in the industry. It's got nice open walkways. The people watching is fantastic. Uh, they have ladies free on Friday nights. So we get to meet a lot of lovely couples and, and young women coming in just because they're curious and they want to know more. It is a beautiful room of curiosity, and it makes me really happy to see people just exploring things and being non-judgmental and just opening their mind and saying, hey, I don't know what I'm going to find here, but it's going to be fun. Did you have to learn how to enjoy this aspect of the business? Because it's when people are able to actually, you know, be that close to you. It's different and and it's not for everybody. I can I could imagine that there might be a lot of anxiety when you're first starting out and then you actually see your fan base kind of being able to to push into your bubble a little bit. Yeah, you know, you have to be a very strong-willed individual because you have to present yourself as you want people to approach you. So if you don't want people to be overly assertive or like be close talkers or be in your face, you have to kind of learn how to manage yourself really well. It did take me a bit of time, but I will tell you this. I wanted to get into the business for two years before I actually went from Pennsylvania to LA to get into the business. And during that two years, I met all the feature dancers that came through to Al's Diamond Cabaret where I was a house girl and I was so intrigued. So for me, I just look back at the 90s as everything I did was so fun because it was so new. I didn't know what anyone expected of me yet. And I was kind of just like a kid kind of out there really enjoying all this and it really grew on me. And it was the internet that made the volume of people be so much larger and made me have to go, okay, I can now only talk to everybody for like five minutes because my line gets really long and people get frustrated. And I used to be able to stand and talk to people for 25 minutes. So it's cut things short, but meeting people in face-to-face that I've been interacting with on social media, whether I've met them before or whether it's new, it's just such a cool experience because I get to find out about them. I feel like everybody knows everything about me, but I'm like, so what's your jam? Like, what do you do for work? What are your hobbies? What sports are you into? And having those moments with strangers is so beautiful because it's something we don't do. We're not as social as we're older. We're busy. We don't just get to know different people. And these trade shows really help me do that. One of the things I've always liked about you is your business acumen. How long did it take you to develop that? So I was on my own young and both of my parents worked very hard. So it didn't take me long. By the time I was a teenager and dancing, I was already going to Kinko's and making these little flyers with my schedule to give out to my customers. And I found them in a scrapbook when I was writing my book and I giggled because I thought at 18 years old, I was smart enough to know that Kinko's was charging four cents a copy and I wanted to get four copies out of it. So I would handwrite it really small and then I would, I would cut it with the paper cutter. And so I knew then this was a business. I also looked at the opportunity and knew to never mix business and pleasure. So I don't drink when I work. Uh, I don't party when I work because you don't drink when you work and most of society doesn't drink when they work. So I really had a realistic approach and I knew that I could provide myself a safe place to live, set up my future and really travel and explore the world with a nice schedule. I mean, making your own schedule is a dream come true and I've loved it every minute I've been doing it. Is partying while performing a mistake that young performers make? 
Yes, 100%. Because you know what? You're just, you can't give yourself to everybody properly if you're starting to get relaxed and you're starting to party a bit. You get into your own zone. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't really want to be bothered if I'm having a good time with my friends. And so I've separated so I can make sure that when I am at an event like Exotica, the entire time I am at that Bat Dragon booth, I am available to talk to everybody that comes up to talk to me. I don't want to get a little bit sloppy and then not be able to have a great conversation with that last person in line. Uh, so it's really important. It's also a good way to take care of your health. You can't be partying when you're working and then party on your off time because you'll just be partying all the time. No, that that actually makes a, a lot of sense. I I have so many questions I want to ask you, and I promise we'll get to the, the, the fantasy football aspect of it. But I just said a couple more about your career that, that I was interested in. Um, one was a quote from from you where you said that everyone wants to be with you and no one wants to be with you. How difficult yeah. is that? Uh, it's interesting you say that because that, that quote really had legs and I've had a lot of young people in the industry talk with me about it. And I express this to people who are on the fence about getting into the industry. And I say, especially as a woman, you know, every guy wants to be with you. But if you actually asked for his time and you actually liked somebody, it's a much different battle because there's so much to accept. So you have to start to decide where... How much do you want to have fun? How much do you want to be fun at other people's expenses? And you've become more guarded with yourself because you're doing scenes and you're out there and everybody thinks automatically that it's a free-for-all and that you'll do whatever. So it's something that I've learned that I have a very small group of people in my life that I love very much and I'm very fortunate to have them. But when it comes to being in some sort of a, air quotes, normal relationship, it presents a lot of challenges. Do the men that date you think that they're saving you from the industry? No, it's the opposite because I'm such a self, you know, I'm so independent and I don't need anything from anybody. So I find a lot of guys lose interest because they can't save me. Uh, that's kind of why they're, they're enthralled. And then they come in, they're like, oh, she doesn't need anything from me. Like, what's my purpose? And I always have to explain to people, I just want to have a nice time with somebody and keep things simple. That's your purpose. I don't need anything for you. And from some guys, that's difficult. Yeah, I can, I can imagine that you might be intimidating to a lot of men too. It yeah. is is to 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 describe the normal guy like a, does a normal guy have a chance with you because of your celebrity because of the fact that there are millions of videos of Lisa Ann doing work can that guy handle all that it takes to be with you yeah, that's the challenge. You know, it's about finding the right someones in your life that have understand that this is just how you've built yourself and you've built your life and you've built your brand and they're they're not really thrown off by it. But I live my life like a very normal person. I'm not a club girl. I don't go out in LA. I don't go to fancy restaurants. Like you just don't see that stuff on my Instagram unless it's like my birthday or something magical is happening. But I'm a sports watcher. I live my life to getting my errands done and there's a day game on baseball and I know my TV is going to be on on the West Coast early one o'clock for that first day game. Um, I watch my TV more than people probably realize though I'm working it's always on. It's always on sports. So I live a much more normal. I cook all my own meals when I'm not on the road. Like I live a very basic, simple life. And so it takes a normal guy to be with me because every other guy would think, oh, she wants to get dressed up and go out to eat all the time. And she wants to be seen. And that's the last thing I want to do. I want to just be normal. I heard your show Monday. 
Yay. Yeah, I was I was listening. I I, I thought I thought it was uh, it was fun. I knew that I was going to interview you, so I wanted to make sure I was kind of up to date. Hearing your excitement about the beginning of the baseball season was really cool. Like you were you were kind of all over the place. So you and Adam, right? Adam, yeah. Yep. You and Adam were were talking about how the season was starting, and that you were saying, "Look, I'm jumping from TV to TV, watching all of this stuff." Is is there a compulsion for you? Was baseball the first love or was it the Cowboys and football? So basketball was my first love. Okay. Uh, football came second. And believe it or not, I didn't fall in love with baseball until I learned that the way to keep myself on air all year with Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio was to learn baseball. I didn't have anybody in my family take me to baseball games and sit there and explain to me the relationship between the pitcher and the catcher. So what I did was I told my boss I was going to take a year. I was going to read every book about the history of baseball. I was going to start going to games and start really understanding. And then I was going to pick a team. And I did that. And last year I finished second in a fantasy baseball league against all the other hosts, which was really difficult. You have to pay attention. You have to fight on the waiver wire. It's blind bidding. But, you know, it's about understanding the art of baseball. And if someone didn't teach you of, of all the things that are going on when you think the game is boring, if you dive in and you learn and you start to watch the relationship between the catcher and the pitcher, all the coaching, everything that's going on, and then the enemies between certain pitchers and certain batters and bat flips and the drama and the excitement and bench-clearing brawls, like once you get in this deep, how can you not be excited about an outdoor sport that reminds us some? is almost here how did you figure out that that the the fantasy lane was going to be your next hustle because your approach to it of saying look i want to become as educated as possible on it there are some people that would just kind of say well i'll rely on my celebrity adam will do all the heavy lifting i'll rely on my celebrity and the show will be a success because i'm lisa ann but it seems like you dove right into it yeah, you know, I'm very lucky. My boss, Matt Deutsch at Sirius XM Fantasy and all the bosses at Sirius have just shown me a different way of life. Like, I never had to do my own payroll. I never took classes for work. I never learned anything new. And my brain was kind of on this stagnant point. And when I really got to know everybody and really realized, wow, when you like the people that you work for, you automatically want to work harder and be better. It's in us as humans. It's who we are. And I love my boss so much that, and my co-host and everyone on the channel, I listen to the channel at least six hours every single day. I know every host that I've learned from, I go back and listen to my shows so I can write notes on things I need to do better. It's kind of just who I am. And it's a position that I want to stay in. I'd love to work for Sirius forever. Literally when I'm done on the road and I just, I don't want to travel anymore and I can finally get a dog. That's all I'm <laughs> going to do is look at my bosses and say, okay, I've learned about VSIN. I know about betting. I know everything now. Where, where can I get more jobs? Because I love working for this company. What's your greatest fantasy victory? Oh, there have been some good ones, but this year, so I am in the Squad 18 Firehouse League. It's a firehouse in New York City. I've been in for three years. I won the first year. I didn't win the second year, and I won again this year. And, of course, I'm the only girl in the league. They're firemen. They should have time in that firehouse to be just, just studying and doing things and Winning against them is definitely the most fun win because they just get so frustrated and they think it's unfair that I'm in the league because 
this is what I do for a living. But I'm like, hey, you guys, you can listen to my show and you can study too, but I'm just going to keep winning this thing. How satisfying is it for you to win in fantasy leagues knowing that there are people that look at you and go, Lisa Ann doesn't know anything. Like she's she's a, a porn star. She has no idea what she's talking about. And then you walk away with the trophy. It's really satisfying. And it's also satisfying for the basic thought of if you work hard at something, it pays off. Like just that basic thing. And yes, you can be riddled by injuries. There are a lot of things that can happen in a fantasy season that will push us away from anything close to winning. But the accomplishment is definitely different. Just being a girl. Yes, with my past, you know, my career, with all the assumptions about me. But just proof is in the pudding, man. You just got to really pay attention. Your rules for dating athletes I think are very strong and I think Mm -hmm. it's it's actually not a bad bad rule for people who don't know can you lay out what your rules are oh my gosh I know I wrote that piece and I want to be exact but definitely the first rule is always no relationships and you can't be married and I think that's the most important rule everyone should have when they're dating anyone don't be on the other side of that cheating because it brings a lot of bad karma your way yeah it I, I I can imagine it does and it's for, for you having to deal with some of the, the guys that you've dealt with from from the athletic world, what's been what's been the best approach? You don't have to name names, but the best approach that you've had from an athlete or an actor or whomever. You know, good seats, good tickets to a game really make me smile. I'm, I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? You know, good seats are expensive, guys. I'm not dropping money like that. I'm living a normal life trying to make this money last, okay? So good seats really say a lot. Okay. I mean, that that actually makes a, a ton of sense, too. For for someone who for wants to follow you that says, I, I like what Lisa Ann is doing in the second act of her adult life. What would you? What advice would you give them? Oh, you mean following me, uh, uh, following him in my footsteps? Yeah. Uh, you just got to stay committed. You know, you got to create some really good habits in life, and no matter what you do, you should treat it the same. So, be on time every day. Don't make one job less valuable than another job. I will make less money in sports radio than I'd ever make doing adult, right? But at the same time, I am just as committed because you have to be focused on the people that you're working with. And, you know, I just really like to step up to the plate. I like to step up and show people, like, I'm here. You can rely on me. We're going to do this. It's going to be a great experience, and we'll probably work together again. Did you ever hear from Sarah Palin? I didn't, but guess what? I just visited her hometown of Wasala in Alaska. Really? Yes. So, okay, okay, okay. All right. Now we're talking. So you walk down the streets in, in, in Sarah Palin's hometown. What type of looks did you get? I didn't walk down the streets. We were driving to a dog sledding event in Talkeetna, and I knew we were going to drive by Wasala. So I asked the driver if on the way back we could stop by the sign that says, Welcome to Wasala, so I could get out and take a photo. And he said yes. So that was what I did, and then I posted it. I'll have to send it to you. Uh, But I did a week trip to Alaska, and I will tell you something. As random as it may sound, if you love nature, that is the prettiest state I've seen in the United States with the nicest people. No, 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 don't get off track. Don't tell me about tourism in Alaska. I got it. There had to have been some sort of 
reaction from people seeing you there? One reaction was when I was taking the train. I took the train, a 12-hour train ride through the state. And the people that worked on the train recognized me. And one of the guys was actually friends with Todd, Sarah Palin's husband. So we tried to make something happen, but nothing happened. Do you think that is there any universe where she takes a picture with you? It would be the greatest thing ever for not just me, but for her as well. Let's all just have a sense of humor, make the world laugh. We know it would go viral. We know she loves the press. We know I love the press. I do believe that this can happen. I'm not ruling it out. She actually goes to a lot of basketball games. And by the way, she gets great seats. Uh, She's always like floor seats, this Sarah Palin. Um, I do believe our paths will cross. And I think I can convince her the right reasons why we should do this. It's not hurting anybody. But the world would be so happy to see Sarah Palin and I standing side by side. Just saying something like, you betcha. I mean, if she's going to do it with Tina Fey... Why not with you? I know, right? I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. Well, Lisa Ann, this was delightful. I'm I'm really glad that we got the opportunity to talk, and I'm sure that the, the people that, that listen to my show are going to be checking you out at Exotica. When are you going to be there, and, and how can they see you? I will be at the Bad Dragon booth all weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, you guys can find the show and all of the information of the show. We were going to be at the Donald Stevens Convention Center in Rosemont. And you can still get tickets at ExoticaExpo.com. Thank you so much for this. And hey, listen, if you ever want me to come on during football season, I do little drops on Fridays called Fantasy Football Fridays, and I'd love to join your show. You know what? We're doing that. I, I'm going to talk with the bosses and get that done but because we would love to have you, and you're doing a great job on, on the serious show. Thank you so much. I'm very lucky to have such a cool opportunity. Yes. Talk to you soon. Thanks again. You got it. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye. How dope was she? That. That Sarah Palin thing has got to happen. I'm going to need the former governor of Alaska to just. It's not like she's running for office again. You and Lisa Ange to have a picture together. The fact that she went to Alaska and went to Sarah Palin's hometown is phenomenal. So there's not much more I can say other than I hope you enjoyed this. And if you did and you know someone who would enjoy Listening to this, send it to him. And shout out to Lisa Ann for being so dope. I appreciate her, and I'm looking forward to talking to her again.